Say it. Say it. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it. Say it again. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Oh, not sexy, but real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. All right, now now we're doing it. Are we going yeah, on? yeah, check, check, check. We can cut this out. I don't care. Check yourself. Oh. Check right. yourself before you wreck yourself, Kyle. Good advice. Uh-huh. Good advice. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we're in the garage today. Yeah, man. From the air-conditioned garage because I'm luxurious. I want You know what I wanted? I wanted to be closer to the leaf blowers. Yeah. Man, you weren't lying. I was <clears throat> hanging out on your patio for about 10 minutes. It sounded like a goddamn landscaping parade. There yeah, was you, all kind of different instruments. You figured out street sweeping on certain days. How about yeah. landscaping on certain days? Yeah. And, and I, yeah, okay, I get it. First world problems. Mm-hmm. But man, yeah. <clears throat> speaking of first world problems, hey, if you have a dog, don't let it piss on people's cars. I, I think that's rude. I think if I had a dog, I wouldn't nonchalantly let it piss on someone's car. Yeah, we just let ours piss on our own carpet. Fi- do that. Yeah. It's your carpet. Yeah. But no, if you're walking it and it's like yeah. stopping to pee, it's like, no, don't let it stemming from me walking out of my house, uh-huh. walking out of the apartment and seeing a lady letting her dog piss on my car. And I get it. It's a big, stupid, dirty Jeep, but it's because that's how I want it to be. Yeah. If I want piss on it, I'll piss on it. So you caught the dog in the act? Yeah. Car walk. I'm like, I just, I was just walking up. I was like, thank you. Very cool. And I'm assuming she apologized. No, no. She just went, it's just dog pee. Just pees, dog pee. pee. Like a little dog pee on a car tire. It happens all the time. What she doesn't know is I've been finding dog piss on the same tire in my car uh, every other day mm-hmm. for the past three weeks, which means one of two things. One, a dog piss there, mm-hmm. and then other dogs smell it, and they're marking their territory. Mm-hmm. So that means many different dog owners don't care if their dogs piss on someone's car. Yeah. Or it means it's her dog that she walks repeatedly and lets her dog piss in the same place every time and that makes her a piece of shit is this your next door neighbor i don't know she's somewhere around here oh but it's not the dog that you're normally complaining about the Wait, one that's mm-hmm. making noise no 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 it's not no it's not the next door oh, okay, neighbor. no gotcha. no this is some lady some other building one. gotcha but uh it's just it's just like i i get it you know, a little dog pee and it mm-hmm. could happen but i've been fine dog and then it wells up because the street's on an angle, mm-hmm. and a dog pee just wells up and sits in the in the rim, mm. just urine sitting in there drying up in the hot sun. And I don't want always dog pee drying on my car wheel. See, I, I don't think I'm wrong to want to be upset. Yeah, no, you're not. Again, many worse problems in the world. I never thought about that when I was peeing on my own tires. Yeah, you know, well, back in the van. You know, I told you about the decoy. Pop the pop the hood. Pretend that you're uh, under there doing some stuff. If you want to piss on your, your own belongings, all over the, the bumper yeah. and the tires. If you want to piss on your own stuff, mm-hmm. be my guest. Yeah. But if it's somebody else's property, so I was like, I, I would never I, pee on your. Tire. I neutrally asked Andrew Overdahl. I'm like, hey, what's your policy on letting your dogs uh, pee on stuff when you're out walking them? Like, do you let them pee on people's cars? He's like, I try not to. He's like, if I, if I sometimes I miss it. He's got two dogs. He's walking mm-hmm. them. Sometimes I miss it, and when I, he's like, when I see it happening, I figure like, well, this is when I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah, you got to be a real piece of shit to just stand by and watch. Well, like, oh, that's what he does. And then the attitude makes me think like, oh, because the dog marked its territory uh-huh. and comes back and pees on the same thing, it's been your dog this whole time. So yeah. you've been letting it pee on the same car uh-huh. 
every time you walk by that car and you're garbage. And uh, I'm just, I was in the desert last weekend, much uh-huh. like you were the past previous two. Yeah. I'm over the city shit, man. Dude. I'm over leaf blowers. I'm over fucking just people that I, I think that's it. I think I don't want to be a part of the society in this, in this way anymore. Yeah. I think I want to have, I want to have to use the phrase go into town. Yeah. Oh yeah. Going into town. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody need anything? I got to go into town. How I grew for up. For supplies. That's what we did. Where I lived when I was a teenager, uh, we were 25 minute drive to the nearest Walmart mm-hmm. or Burger King. So it was always, I'm going into town. Does anybody need anything? Yeah. Am I, am I too far back? No, you can move the mic a little closer, I yeah. think. If, if you want to. Let me see. All right. Okay. We, got a, we got a new setup. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, why not? It? I mean, no, no need to make yourself uncomfortable Oh, there. that's okay. Uh, going back to the dog piss thing, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm new to the dog walking and dog mm-hmm. dog public dog urination game, and uh, thanks to little Charlie boy. And uh, I feel weird letting the dog in somebody's yard but at the same time there's very limited grass in my neighborhood so like i mean if he takes a dump in your yard of course i'm gonna pick that up well, i got the little trash bags and whatnot but like i even like it hasn't happened but like i just feel we're just standing there letting him piss in somebody's yard i keep waiting for the homeowner to come out and be like what are you doing but i'm like it's la there's dogs everywhere it's just and pretty, i get it and i and it's i grass. like it's not a i like dogs but yeah. also I would say that, um, you know, when there's the one corner where all the dogs piss on and it's just black with mm-hmm. caked on urine and dirt, yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah. It's a bit much. So, Charlie is so small, I've even thought about, uh, I wonder if anybody does this with small dogs. Mm-hmm. There's a litter box. The cats, cats go in the litter box. Why, why can't a dog? I don't know. I'm sure there's a deeper reason why they don't do that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, man. I think that'd be something you fig like that people would have figured out. They'd be like, "See, look what my dog does." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I'm know. What to, I don't know what to do with that crazy little bastard. So, how was Joshua Tree? I am like you were saying. I think mm-hmm. I, I think I gotta go. I think I gotta. Yeah. Did you get one of those real estate books like I did? I didn't get a real estate. I was on Zillow. Yeah. Did you find you some looking stuff? looking out parcels of land? Yeah. Yeah, man, we stayed right up in like like their nearest neighbors, four hundred yards away. Okay. As soon as I got up there, dick out. <laughs> That's is it. that is that a uh, is that a destination for you? It's like you know well, for my dick. Yeah, like out. Oh, oh, this is good. Now I can take my dick out. I'm just uh, I'm a proponent of the 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 clothes free lifestyle. We were so going what, back into the nudity stuff before, but yeah, man, I'm I'm all about it. What do you mean, dick out? You just walking around all weekend around the Airbnb with you with your dong hanging out, or what? Well, I'm not wearing clothes. I'm not just taking my dick out of my pants. Oh, that's okay. like a, what kind of weirdo? Well, that's you what think I was I thinking. No, man. So I gotta just take my dick out of my pants like a psycho. Yeah. Now, imagine what a creep. Like even if you're at a nudist colony, but you are wearing your clothes, but you just have your <laughs> dick hanging out. That's a creepy thing to do, even though you're more you're more you're in better shape than the other people that do. That's like man, I'm self conscious about my thighs, but you can see my dick and balls. I just uh, I'm very sensitive to the sun, but I want to embrace the idea of a nude lifestyle. Did uh, so so you were just nude this weekend, huh? Yeah, well, that's pretty cool, buddy. Yeah, I like it. I, I, uh, I would have never guessed. Yeah, really? Huh? I barely put clothes on around this place. Yeah. I had to look up legally if you can get 
in trouble for being nude in your own home. No. Yeah, you can. Can you really? There's some story about a guy who got busted for indecent exposure because he was naked in his home, but it was on like by a school. Okay, yeah. Either hmm. way, if my neighbors figure out that law, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I never care about that. When I uh, my last place when I lived with the uh, with Singer, I uh, you could see the next building could see directly into my bedroom, and mm-hmm. I never bothered shutting the blinds. Like, man, yeah, you're looking in here. That's your that's your fault. That's how that's how I feel. If you're looking at my house, hey, hey get an eyeful. Mm-hmm. That's why I've always wondered, like, what's the rule on being a peeping Tom? What if you're just from the sidewalk? Yeah. I'm lo- I'm, I brought binoculars out to the desert. I'm yeah. a real creep. Did you, uh, any, anything cool going on out there? What, with the binoculars? Just in general. Just neighbors that were participating in the same efforts I was. Really? Yeah. Huh. Good for you. Yeah. Be it- free. When I was in the desert, I, it didn't dawn on me to, to get naked, with, what with all the sun and, and the sand. Oh, yeah, man. Well, you got to... I did. I, I burnt up pretty good. Yeah. Not on my ding-dong, but, <laughs> but I burnt up everything else. Did you, Protect uh, that guy. Did you take the Jeep out? Nah, she drove out there. Oh, okay. No, that Jeep is not a... We'll park it out there one of these days. We'll park it out on that parcel of land one of these days, but yeah. we'll see. How, I don't... Many, how many acres are you going to buy? Oh, man, I was looking at, like, a lot of land. Like, it's cheap out there. No, it's not. Oh, really? I found some, some land that's pretty cheap. But I, I think the super cheap land, you can't build on it. That's why it's cheap. can't do anything with it. Well, I was looking for self-sustainability. Mm-hmm. I wanted, water, like, water. There's well water. You can get well water out there. Really? Obviously, solar. Mm-hmm. Solar or wind. Yep. Now, I don't have the wherewithal uh, intellectually mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. So I got to do some reading up and see if I'm getting myself into a world of hurt. But I get it, man. Can't be too complicated. I feel I feel what you're talking about wanting to move out there and oh, might dude. have to go down. Did you uh, Did you do any stargazing? That's all I did. Yeah, man, I saw one shooting star. But I thought it was another firework. Really? Some of those, it's like it's coming in so hot and there's stuff coming off the back of it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even. I didn't even do mushrooms this time. Really? Yeah, because I did a bunch of other stuff on Fourth of July. I was kind of. The yolk's all right, but I think I burnt the edges a little bit. <laughs> I think I got. <laughs> I think I got. There's a couple days after I'm like, "Yeah, man, why don't you just pump the brakes? You got yeah. a little, get a little crispy." <laughs> oh man, I wonder if uh, there's more UFO sightings uh, around July Fourth. What with all the activity in the sky, Do people they- think they're seeing them. No, I or maybe the, that maybe that's the, the best camouflage for a UFO. Maybe I wonder if the UFOs see them and come down and be like, "What's going on down <laughs> hey, here?" Hey, these idiots have explosives that they just do for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what fireworks are. Yeah, it's weapons grades explosives, but uh, for to celebrate, mm-hmm. we have uh, explosives to kill, and then we did so good killing people. We <laughs> we got well, we got all these leftover explosives. Yeah. Let's set them off anyway in celebration. These are let's recreational bombs. Yeah, let's shoot them in the sky <laughs> so they don't kill any more people. But oh. let's celebrate that we killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Mm. That's true. What'd you do on 4th of July? I uh, went to a house party down in Newport Beach. Yeah? How was that? It was good. It was mellow. Yeah? Did I, I don't do uh, MDMA really ever. And oh. I did Oh, okay. some of that. Now that's Molly. Yeah. Okay. I can't call it Molly. Yeah. I'm too old to call it Molly. Yeah. But I call it MDMA, and that sounds too like I'm like I'm a scientist. Uh huh. Yeah. 
doing some MDMA. Yeah, but I did it. Well, that's cool. I've never done that. It's something. Yeah? Yeah. I got turned off uh, when I was real young. I was like 22. I shared an apartment with a gal, a platonic gal. And uh, every Thursday night, I guess it was like college night at the club. Every Thursday night, her and all her stupid buddies would come over and uh, do do MDMA and then go out dancing and then come home and drink all our orange juice. Yeah. Well, were they doing that or were they doing ecstasy? Oh, what's okay. What's the difference? Well, ecstasy was it's like MDMA, but shitty. Okay. Yeah, they probably were trying to think of a good uh, allegory or Uh analogy that works here. Like, like MDMA is, you know, Fruit Loops and ecstasy was like uh, the knockoff brand. Yeah. That came in, didn't even come in a box. Yeah, fruit, the bag, fruit circles. Yeah. Yeah, the bag of, the bag of uh, tasty circles. Yeah. Fruitios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would do that stuff, and that would fuck me up bad. Okay. Like it was fun, but then the next day, I was like, I think I'm going to blow my brains out. So MDMA is a little bit better? Yeah, yeah. Better the, yeah, the come down yeah. is not as uh, ruthless. So Yeah, I just always associated those drugs with, like, club culture. Well, that was I did the same thing. It's like, oh, man, because, like, I don't want to be part of that scene. Yeah. Because then if, what if I just want the drugs? Like, oh, then you're just a drug addict. Yeah. Like, ah, well, at least the scene, at least trying to be punk rock is keeping me from being a drug addict because I don't want to hang out with ravers. Oh, I'm hanging out with ravers. Oh, we're all giving each other back rubs. (laughs) I did that. We did that. We did a bunch of ecstasy. One night, my buddy came in and we're all just like rubbing each other down. He just walked in drunk. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and we all we all went out on the the porch to look at the sky, and we all got our chain wallet stuck in the porch. <laughs> That's happened. Yeah, yeah. We all had to get cut loose from the oh, all man. the punk rockers trying to oh, let's do this lovey dovey drug. <laughs> oh man, I'm stuck between the, I'm stuck in the deck. Oh my, me God. too. We're all trapped, rolling around with our chain wallet stuck in the deck. I'd get stuck. I in bet the Mike chair. Ness have, had never had to deal with this. <laughs> I would often get stuck in a chair, like if it was a chair that had like, uh, you know, yeah. Cha- also, in it. chain wallets on somebody who's obviously broke. Like, what are you going to fucking steal my library card <laughs> and my Tasty Freeze coupons? Why oh. the fuck we all had chain wallets? Yeah, only a nuisance. Mm-hmm. That's all they ever were. Were was a yeah. nuisance. Yeah, yeah, and they look real. They they had to be. You had to get the right length. They looked real goofy if they were too short or too long. Yeah, well, too short one was too dumb. short, and then you're like throwing your back out trying to get your you know yeah. money out. And the real long, and too ones long. Like he's there, he's there. Zoot suit Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the uh, what was the spread like on Fourth of July? I know you weren't probably eating any dogs or burgers, but it was uh, well, it was a big old house party. It was uh-huh. uh, I, oh, I'll, I'll, I guess I could name drop. I was yeah. at uh, Adam Devine's house party. Oh, well, that's from Workaholics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he actually had a house party. Uh, yeah, yeah, did, yeah, 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 that's true. That is very true. Uh, but I, I've known that guy. Ray, I mean, Rachel worked at Workaholics, but mm-hmm. I've, and I've known him since he started stand-up. Mm-hmm. And so he's been like a – like he's one of those guys like, ah, good for you. Yeah. Like of the guys you saw, like, oh, you came here from – I think he's from Omaha. Like mm-hmm. you came here and started like everybody else. You were a door guy at the improv and you got – and you'd been cool the whole time? Yeah. Good for you, buddy. Good for him. Yeah. So he's, his place is down there. He's got yeah. He's on on the on Newport, like on the beach. Okay, good for him. And so yeah, so just hey, like it was a bunch of people there. I'm like, and it was like, all right, man, this is you having a house party and kind of like the 
yeah, I think I know some of these people. Yeah. But he just had a, he had like a, a burger truck pull up oh. and had like a roll of tickets. Like, all right, go go get a burger. Okay. So it wasn't a big like uh, people bring stuff kind of because it was like mm-hmm. a big old crazy house party. I'm hearing more and more of that, of the, uh, the, the food truck shows up at the party. I like that idea. I mean, it was, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing tickets this year. Last year, it was just like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess I fed the whole neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put it on Adam's tab. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. The tickets are a good idea. We'll mm-hmm. do the tickets this time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like, it's just more efficient. It's, like, <clears throat> it's not in the house. It's like, all right, everybody go line up. They mm-hmm. got all the fixings. They set it all up. They're used to accommodating stuff. Food yeah. truck, like it's, it's like hiring, uh, hiring a caterer, mm-hmm. but then they don't even have to like, they're all encompassed right there. Yeah. So it's just I just had you know veggie burger. That's cool. Had a grip of white claws. I don't know if I was being made fun of or not. The 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 hard seltzers. Oh yeah, I've seen those. I love them shits. Are they good? I love. It's them. just hard seltzer. Yeah. Huh. It's not like overpowering mm-hmm. sweetness. Okay. It's like a Lacroix, mm-hmm. but it's five percent alcohol. And I just everybody. I thought they were making fun of me because we're like, oh, white claws here. But then I'd see other people with them. And it's like people admitting, like, oh, we're drinking hard seltzer. Like, yeah, I'm not going to drink beer all day anymore. I'm, pa- have I'm past it. sugar? Not a lot. Yeah. I, it's like one of those things, like, man, it's some parts of being older kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, go with White Claw. I'm like, hey, bet your ass. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what I got to prove? I got to win you over? Yeah. What, I got to win over a 27-year-old? Uh, you could suck my dick through my asshole. That's hard to do. Yeah, exactly. I gave you a chore. That's how much. That's how much I don't want to hear your face talk. Get it back here. Yeah, I'm at the point where, uh, you know, I've got. I like beer. I like bourbon. But uh, you know, shit. Sometimes I'll be at a bar and I'll order a damn White Russian. What do I care? Gonna make fun of me? There's so many drinks to have. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go to I'll, I'll go to Good Luck. Get a fruity drink. Silly fruity drink. Oh, I love a fruity drink. You know, I think I think my beer days might be coming to an really? end. Really? That's sad to uh-huh. hear. I can't. I drink a beer now, and I'm just I'm full. Yeah. Even light beers, I'm like I'm just. I don't know what happened. Mm. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't uh, quench my my. Uh, well, I'd say thirst, but that's not what I'm drinking them for. Mm-hmm. Dude, speaking of beer, I found it's not a new beer. It's new to me, but I found one that I really like. What you doing? Uh, always avoided any craft beer, any of that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just stick to the domestic stuff. But I got a hold of some. Uh, what is it, Kona? Kona Hawaiian Lager? Kona, Kona Brewing? Kona Brew. Oh, boy. They got some all right stuff. Goes down smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where, like, I'm, like I don't, I never thought I was going to be a crap. I can't drink IPAs with that mm-hmm. shit. But then, like, 805 Mm-mm. beer. I haven't had that. I think it's, I think 805 is Central Coast, California. We don't have Wi-Fi in the garage, yeah. so I can't look it up that easily. But that's, I was like, oh, man, I'm drinking one of those beers that the mm. people drink. Mm. Or sour beers. I like yeah, them. you told me you were into that. I like them I've, weirdos. I've to have one. But if I'm going out, I'm like, oh, we're going to have drinks? Man, I'm going to sit here and just drink. I'm, I'll have a beer. I still mix my alcohol like mm-hmm. a teenager. Yeah. Still haven't learned that lesson. That's never bothered me. Well. It, like, it doesn't. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll mix all the time. I'll just go back from bourbon and beer back and forth. Maybe those two. Back on my tequila sodas, man. Yeah. Yeah. I had a bunch of margaritas yesterday. Oh, okay. Feeling it. Love a good margarita. Man, Southern California. It's not a Midwest drink. Yeah. It's freezing out. Margarita, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I need a whiskey drink. Oh, Unless man. you were going to the tiki bar here. I'm like, oh, margarita? You bet your ass. Yeah, man. Cadillac? Don't even know what it means. Still, give it to me. 
Cadillac sounds fancy. You uh, you feel the quake? Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, we two of them. I felt the one Thursday. Two in two days. Yeah, I tried to wake up Rachel. She's like, try to sleep. I'm like, it's an earthquake. She's like, whatever. Whatever. And she kept making fun of me. Like, you're talking about it all day like an old man. I'm like, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. a 7.0 earthquake. She's quake shaming you? Yeah. Got quake shamed. What's wrong with that gal? Oh, tough gal. Yeah. Well, ooh, you can be you can be tough about it. Yeah. Ooh, I'm not scared of earthquakes. Cool. I'll just I'll guess I'll drink all the water that's in the garage. Yeah. And I'll eat all the freeze dried food when the <laughs> shit goes down. Man, that second one was was pretty big. I was uh where were we when that one happened? That would have been Friday night. We because right. we went to Pappy and Harriet's, and then we were walking in. So I was like, "Yeah, that was the biggest one I ever felt." I'm like, "Hey, you talking about the earthquake yesterday?" And somebody's like, "No, another one just happened 20 minutes ago." Oh wow! And so I think we were driving from where we were staying, and uh, so we missed it. Yeah, you normally don't mm-hmm. feel them too much if you're driving. Yeah, yeah, you, you know? got shock absorbers and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it was big. Like it shook. Like where, it was that. It was. It probably lasted. About ten seconds, but it was like at it about feels, it feels like it's a minute. At about second seven or eight, I was like, "Okay, what, this like I was starting to get worried." Like, okay, because the first one the uh, the day before was a, and these I'm just you know guessing, speculating, but it it was strong, but it was quick. It felt like maybe five seconds, but after mm. the first five or six seconds of the second one, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, when's this going to stop? That's the scary part about earthquakes because it's not that it's it's like this could just be the, the beginning yeah. of something that's going to get very very bad. So it's like you're projecting like, well, "What's going to happen?" Yeah. Is it, and so far, like the one Thursday, like you feel the little ones and you're mm. not even sure if it's an earthquake. Yeah, it's when you're like, "This is definitely an earthquake right now," and that's yeah. when it's, oh, yeah. That's I felt sec- one. I felt one. I didn't want to grab. I was like in my underpants after a bike ride, uh-huh. and it's like earthquake. And I grabbed my wallet and was like going to run out of the apartment building. I'm like, you fucking wallet? What do you think? You could trade your fucking Visa card for fire? <laughs> wallet. You grab shit. that distilled water and that crank radio. Oh man, we're going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I have all that stuff. Watch my bookshelf. I have all that stuff now that we're in a garage. It's two and a half gallons of gas right there, five gallons of water. I got freeze-dried food over here and a crank radio. You can see I got my two-way radios that I just recently charged up. I was getting shit ready for an earthquake a week ago. Yeah, when you're doing all your camping gear? Yeah, Yeah. because there's a podcast called The Big One. Oh, really? And it's all about, it's like a realistic approach. Like, all right, say you're downtown and there's an earthquake. Like, okay, maybe not fatalities, but now... You live in Sherman Oaks. You have to walk to Sherman Oaks. Yeah. Like, just think about that. Think about, like, you don't have, like, use text messages. Don't try calling. Text messages might get through better. And it was a very realistic approach to what, uh, whatever magnitude earthquake would hit. Yeah. Very interesting. That's cool. Podcast. I'll check that called out. Called a big one. What was crazy, that's only the uh, third or fourth earthquake that I've ever experienced. And uh, the second one, the one on Friday... It was definitely the biggest one I've ever experienced. But what was crazy to me was I was in the apartment, and the amount of give that these structures, these buildings mm-hmm. are built with out here, like it felt like I was inside of a tent and someone was outside shaking the tent. Like I could see the walls yeah. swaying like five or six inches. Like that's creepy the, to just sit there oh, and watch your house. Yeah, I mean, it, literally the walls were. I might be exaggerating in my mind, but I remember seeing the walls like bending. 
We were yeah, swaying. We were in bed for the one on Thursday. So in bed, it's easy because you're on a you know it's a bunch of springs. Mm -hmm. So you're jiggling back and forth. But it's like I don't you know I thought maybe Rachel was like scratching her leg or something. Yeah, because that's the the boy the bed was shaking. But then it's I always look at like lamps or anything anything on the walls and if that's moving like up earthquake. Every time my first instinct, my first reaction. This has happened four times now. My first reaction is always, what are those assholes upstairs doing? Well, yeah, because you don't it's think it's earthquake. It feels like somebody jumping up and down on the floor above me. Yeah, it's either that or it's or it feels like uh, if you've ever had like heavy equipment go by. Yeah, yeah. Your house, except there's no sound, except the sound doesn't isn't there. Yeah. So that's why it's really like, oh, you feel a big truck going by. Or like I lived under the flight path for O'Hare growing up, and that would shake everything in the house. Wow. Like everything in the China cabin, mm-hmm. everything would would shake. Eventually, yeah. I think they changed the, some of the routing. But mm. anyway, well, good times, buddy. That's we we, we did it. Yeah, man. Earthquakes, Earthquakes celebrate America's freedom. Crazy. Go out to the desert. Come back to a city. Realize you're over it. Yep. That's what I've been saying. Especially if an earthquake, I'm like well water and solar power. Get fucked, everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Um. So people were asking online about, I guess referencing last week's episode about my solitary fourth and it was great oh yeah we yeah so you didn't go i watched baseball all day watched like two or three baseball games and i had a it was a one man hot dog eating contest i won so he was gonna say yeah did you come in first came in first baby it was hot dogs all day you were sending me pictures they were some sexy looking dogs all dogs all day i uh had the chicago dogs I made up a batch of uh, hot dog chili. I uh, varied from my from my standard recipe. Didn't didn't you know? Didn't go as in depth because uh, you know it's it's a different vehicle. But, I want to uh, know how hot dog chili went. Hot dog chili went great. It was just ground beef, bunch of onions, mm. uh, beer, the spices, basically the things. And I roasted uh, I roasted some uh, oven roasted chilies, poblano peppers, and garlic. And it was basically my normal recipe minus, minus, I'm trying to think what I'm, oh, minus tomato paste. My, it was yeah. my basic recipe, but I, I took out a few things just to kind of mm. simplify it. Because, you know, when I make the chili for chili, that's the star of the show. So I got to put all my bells and whistles. Oh, okay. But this is just a topic. Just to You're making, you, had, you were yeah. just getting some backup dancers yeah, ready. Just, just wanted some, some beef. You, well, you sent me the pictures. You got yeah. You got the. Well, you got the, uh, got the poppy seed buns. You got the poppy seed buns. What kind of hot dogs you get? I got uh, the the ones you uh, were telling me about. Vienna beef. You got the Vienna got beef the ones. Vienna beef, yeah, dude. And uh, yeah, I did chili cheese dogs, and then I did Chicago style dogs. And uh, damn, I forget. Like I said, I forget how much I love hot dogs. I don't eat enough hot dogs. I know that's hard to believe, but I don't eat enough hot dogs, and that's something I'm committed to changing in my life. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, eat more hot dogs. Well, I mean, there's dip. You can get cheddar brats. You mm-hmm. can get, you know, the Nathan's one, the mm-hmm. kosher ones. Yeah. You can grill them so they're a little charred on the outside. Mm-hmm. You can steam them so there's a little snap. I to steamed them. mine. Yeah. There's so many ways to do it. So good, man. Fucking love a good hot God, dog. I gotta stop talking about this, man. I miss them. I, I miss got them. the. Uh, I didn't get the pickle spears. I got the uh, the Clawson pickle slices. Okay. Slices and just wedge that down into the bun. That works too. Oh man, I'm not going to fight with you over. And usually I'm a brown mustard guy, but I thought, you know what? Fourth of July, America just got me some French's yellow mustard. Mm -hmm. Oh man, some chopped raw onion. Primary colors. Fourth of July is about primary colors. Yeah, 
So I had the uh, the pickle slice. I had the chopped raw onions, the white onions. I had the yellow mustard. I had the poppy seed bun. I didn't do the tomato wedge. I didn't get the little peppers. I, I didn't do relish. So it was, it was a modified Chicago dog, but it was amazing. And then the chili cheese dog. Oh, grated my own cheddar cheese, extra mm-hmm. sharp cheese. Grated, hand grated that shit. Oh, threw that all over the What'd chili. What did you do with the buns? Uh, buns, I do. Um, I do my old school things. What we actually used to do in, in the restaurant biz, I just wrap them in a paper towel, flick some water on them, and then nuke them for about twenty seconds. Oh, fake steam. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know, can't tell. I get it. I can't get tell it. the difference. But oh, it's a good time. Just sat there, ate hot dogs, watched baseball, hung out with the dog and the cats, and Kate. You were just John. You were Johnny America. Katie had a great time at her party. Yeah. So. No. No harm. No foul. Then, huh? Apparently not. All right. Yeah. I mean, if there's harm and foul, I didn't hear about it. So <laughs> She's pissed. I don't know. So whatever. Doesn't count. <laughs> All right. Good luck. <laughs> Watched, uh, I've been watching Mad Men. I told you that a few weeks ago. I started that. Uh, down to the final episode. I've saved it. Uh, down to the finale. You never watch that, Mad Men? No, nah, I know. It's one of those things that I'll... Uh... Well, I'll say this. I've always heard like people kind of lump it in with one of the greats, you know, the, the, yeah. the short list of great shows like The Wire, Sopranos, Breaking Bad. It is, it, I've enjoyed it. It does not... It's not on that short list. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's not great. It's really good. Uh, the problem with this is... Most of the characters are completely unlikable. There's one character, people know what I'm talking about, uh, Pete Campbell. He's mm-hmm. the most unlikable fucking character I've ever seen. Just this real born with a silver spoon in his mouth, snotty. Just the last dude I'd ever want to have a beer with. Just a little. Maybe that's why it's an interesting show. It's snotty, you don't yuppie. Like him, yet you uh, still are fascinated. Yeah, and even the main character, John Hamm, I still don't know if he's a good actor or not. I can't tell. I, and I don't know a lot about, you know, I, I'm, I don't fancy myself a film critic. Hey, do you like it when he shows up on screen? I mean, he's the main character. He's got his character. In anything. Are you like, oh, good, John Hamm's in this. I don't I don't have a problem with him. But so then, like, then? My problem with that character is, like, there's so little range. Like, it's just, he's, he, I figured out, in every scene, he looks mildly annoyed. That's his acting style. Just look mildly annoyed in every scene. And it's like... All right. I'm well, indifferent that, on That's him. like when if you've watched a TV show, well, the TV show's going and you read the analysis. You're like, oh, I get it. That's mm-hmm. what the underlying thing that I'm missing about this. Yeah, and there's a lot of nuance to it. I tell you, there is one character that's amazing. Uh, I'm sorry to talk to you about a show that you've never seen. But that, for the listeners. Uh, who've seen it five years ago. Roger Sterling. I don't even know the actor's name, but uh, the listeners who've seen the show know who I'm talking about. Just incredible. Just, just uh, He's like uh, one of the big bosses. Yeah. He's about 50-year-old dude. Dude, he's got silver hair. Oh, I know. But that just, guy is, just you know. a smooth dude. But like, uh, super funny, super quick. Like, uh, but yeah, he he's he steals every scene he's in. But uh, the Pete Campbell character, the Don Draper character, even the uh, Peggy Olsen character, like they're all just so just. Ugh. But uh, I don't know if that's what the show's supposed to be about. But uh, I love the uh, I love Joan, the redhead. What's her name? The uh, the buxom redhead. Um, 
Christina Hendricks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, oh boy. God Buxom. bless her. That's not a term that's thrown around. <laughs> God bless her. But I, I, I will say, like, that character's amazing because, like, she's obviously a bombshell, but, like, there's so much more to her than that. Like, her character doesn't really lean into that. Like, she's super funny and quick and smart. And um, so that that's refreshing to see, like, a, a gorgeous character who, like, that's like the third or fourth most interesting thing about him. So yeah. kudos to that character. But uh, but yeah, I got some more shows you've never seen that we could talk about later, Kyle. Well, I'll go, uh, I'll go the other way. I got I got into a couple books in the last few oh, yeah? weeks. That's another thing. A desert. Like there was yeah. a TV like. Oh, no. Maybe at night we watched a little bit. Yeah. When we were like, all right, before we go and just space out on something, mm-hmm. I'm just sat around and read all day. Rachel's working on her stuff. I finished uh, Stanhope's autobiography, Digging Up Mother. Yeah, how was that? Man, if you want to hear, like, if if while you're sitting in the desert ready to say fuck off to showbiz, and then you read the part where he bought a place in the desert because he wanted to say fuck off to showbiz, it's like, man, you're sealing my fate right now, Uh-huh. Doug Stanhope. That's the place he currently, is that the Bisbee? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. So it was just... Where did he start comedy? Does he say that in the book? He's from Massachusetts originally, okay. and then, like, I think he's... St- Started in Vegas. Huh. I don't know. He, he's been all over the place. The book's been out a couple years. Mm-hmm. I finally, I've had it. I finally got around to reading it. It's a fascinating story. If you're already a fan of Doug Stanhope, how Doug Stanhope became himself, mm-hmm. a lot has to do with his mother. So you read the book. Read the book. It's a good book. But then I moved that, and then I, I read Jason Louv's book, uh, Hyper Worlds and Underworlds. And uh, I don't. I think I heard this guy on a podcast or something. I forget why. I was like, I'm going to check that out and bought the book. Don't even remember where, but like got it and it's been sitting around forever. It's like been in my bag. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And if mm-hmm. I'm like, you're in the desert. You have nothing to do. Yeah. Start reading this book. And I, th- I thought it was great. I like the way this guy, this guy's mind thinks. He dips into a little bit of the, the magic stuff occasionally. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, he got me when he's like, it's very easy to get cynical right now and think that everything's fucked. Mm-hmm. He's like, it He's, does feel that way. It does feel, and I'm always going that way. And just mm-hmm. I made the joke about why do I keep recycling? He's like, hey, we're the human race. Yeah, there's a lot of crap out there. You at least but try. do you think the human race? You think the the people that brought you the moon landing? Shout out to last week's episode. He's like, you think people that brought you the moon landing and like these other things? Like, you think we're incapable of turning this around? No way. We can do this. Hmm. And his thing was about it's. I think it's 10 billion people. He's like, that's the limit the earth can hold. He's like, we need to focus on space. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on correcting our wrongs here, but we need to focus on space. And he's not a scientist. He's more of a philosopher. But I just like L-O-U-V, Jason Louv. I just mm-hmm. like the way his mind thinks. And, you know, he's addressed some conspiracy theories and some stuff that happened that was very interesting and he wrote a lot for like motherboard and for vice and for all these art he wrote a lot of articles so it's mostly a compilation of these articles but then some profiles on like outside thinkers and people that may have been tarnished in the past but they, you know it was uh you know some D- daniel webb who was like a whistleblower journalist who kind of got driven into suicide or possibly murder as they think uh-huh. i don't know if we talked about him i don't think so kind of Early on, blew up the idea that we that we were buying crack, trading guns for yeah. drugs. The government was and selling crack to inner city. Yeah, and how he was kind of like shunned early on when he 
came out with that uh-huh. and got fired from his job at the newspaper in Sacramento and eventually led to him like losing his career and taking his own life. But the irony was he shot himself in the head twice. Hmm. They they build it as a suicide. And then after the fact is when all these other newspapers were like, oh, he was a great journalist. The ones that shit on him earlier were like, oh, no, he's a great journalist. Like, so kind of like, all right, here's a whistleblower. See, it's dangerous, but yeah. we need more people. We need to celebrate these people that are calling out bullshit. Yeah. Um, but it was from a, it, so far. I'm not done with the book yet, but it was from a very grounded place. Uh, it seems like it seems like a dude who has, you know, taken some journeys to the center of the mind. Mm hmm. Uh, and came back with a with a. It's there's a tone to it that's a little bit cynical and disheartening, but the message is not that. Okay. The message is like, we can we can get this if we huh. focus on space travel, and it has to be a global effort. We can't nations are a fucking waste of time. China is going to do this before it, is, it needs to be every. It needs to be a, a, an Earth space program. Of here's scientists, here's global scientists. This is why we need to do this. But then he's telling you know I didn't know why the Monsanto thing was super fucked up. You just hear it's like oh GMOs, but it's because they're it's because global corporations. It's a global greed versus a global good. Mm-hmm. And like Monsanto is like, oh well, we're making these seeds that are only resistant to our own brand of Roundup painkiller or weed killer. Huh. So. Interesting. That so it's going to kill everything except for ours, and they also made Agent Orange. Like, like yeah. those, I I'm reading the book. It's a good book. Was it uh, you? I was talking to about Monsanto, and of course, everybody's initial knee jerk reaction to Monsanto is negative, as maybe it should be. But mm. a g- genetically modified organisms could <clears throat> feasibly end world hunger. Well, that's what he, that he addresses that, and like. I, I'm going to butcher why he says that, yes, there are ways to do that. But also, oh, we made, just like drug companies, oh, we made something that's going to be benefit everybody. Mm-hmm. Also, we patented it, and the cost of it's astronomical, mm-hmm. unless you want to. Like, and then, like the way pharmaceutical companies will stop generic brands from mimicking their product. There's a story now I read about people from Minnesota driving to Canada to get insulin. Because what they can get for $38 in Canada costs $380 here. Jeez. Yeah, it's fucked. And that's a healthcare thing. That's a pharmaceutical being a pharmaceuticals being still a capitalist corporation. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, oh, we can make, we can modify these grains to be resistant to drought and all that stuff. And then we're going to patent it. Mm. And then nobody else can come up with that because we own a patent for it. Jeez. So that's thinking in terms of greed in, instead of in terms of bettering everybody else. Hmm. And just just like just the fact that they just keep the poor poor and hmm. protect the ultra rich. Yeah. Like that's still where I'm thinking. Like the ultra ultra rich are working to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And this will be a prison planet serving only the ultra rich. New world but, order. Yeah. But cool. Ultra rich. You better buy your own army. Yeah. Because guess what 1% of wealth looks like versus 99% of people with pitchforks coming to get your ass. Yeah. You better fucking <laughs> hunker down. Yeah. Well, cool, man. What was the name of that book again? Hyperworlds Underworlds. Cool. I'll have to check that out. I'll put that on my reading list. Yeah, I know you're a big um, 
I have been reading a book. I re- that's funny that you mentioned uh, reading uh, in Joshua Tree because that's all I did out there. Yeah, was, uh, been uh, reading Jeff Meldrum's book, uh, Sasquatch Meets Science. Okay, it's pretty good. Would Sasquatch think of science? If I ever finish it. it, I'll I'll give a nice report on it. But uh, also yeah. that picture of you nestled up in the rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you look like a fucking creep. I'm yeah. glad that woman didn't stop to say yeah. hi to you. Yeah. Ghost or not, she was saving her own ass. Yeah, she was a ghost. Um, well, I watched a movie yesterday. Okay. And I want to tell you about it. Not only did you see some TV, you watched a movie, too. Exactly. I got range. <laughs> uh, new documentary out. Uh, new new volume of the Missing 411 series. Um, I guess he's on about his eighth book now, David Politis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about his first documentary. Uh, I guess that's about a year ago. But he got a new one uh, out called uh, Missing 411, The Hunted. And uh, I'm very intrigued with this whole concept and this theory that, uh, well, it's not a theory. It's pretty much a fact that, uh, I don't know if it's, well, uh, over the course of time, it's been hundreds and hundreds of people gone missing from state and national parks. Yeah. And, we, covered, uh, we talked about that one. Yeah, we talked about that, but this is the uh, the new one, and uh, he kind of focuses on uh, hunters. Now, it's one thing for an idiot mm. To go out into the woods or the desert or where, wherever, uh, you know, ill-equipped and unprepared. Yeah. And to, uh, to get... an idiot with a gun? Yeah. <laughs> no, but a lot of these hunters, uh, you know, they're, regardless of what you think of guns and hunting, uh, a lot of these folks, you know, they're, they're pretty well-equipped and uh, well-trained as far as, uh, you know, how to survive in the outdoors. And But uh, that hasn't stopped the epidemic of people going missing. Uh, a lot of hunters um, in this movie, in this documentary, rather. Um, just same story, just weird, mysterious disappearances. And um, the only thing, the only problem I have with uh, this movie, and I think the last one, too, he doesn't offer a whole lot in the way of possible theories, like what's happening to these people. No, it's more of just, the, here's some people have gone missing. Yeah, and then here's a here's a <clears throat> what is like oh, but they found their shoes over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, some bear the- didn't eat the shoes. <laughs> bear didn't eat leather. Uh, to refresh your memory on, on uh, this initial story, some of the common traits in these disappearances uh, include time of disappearance. Uh, most of the people um, that uh, he has studied and and uh, compiled this info on. Uh, most of these disappearances occur in mid to late afternoon. Uh, Location-wise, most of them occur near granite or rock fields. Joshua Tree. Uh, most of them disappear, and if the bodies are found, uh, near water, near creeks and rivers, lakes, things like that. Um, most of these cases, canines have trouble tracking. They bring That's one of the first things you do. You know, when someone goes missing out in the wild, you, you get the... Police canines the, out there. But the, just the word most by granite or rock fields, like mm-hmm. a mountain. Yeah. You mean a national park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, not all uh, national parks have rocks and mountains. You know, not not all. Which of them. one doesn't? I've spent time out in. Uh, there was one in uh, South Dakota. I spent a weekend. It was just just plains. It was like the Great Plains. There was no rocks or anything. Just open like a huge cow pasture. But no, I, I see what you're getting at. You know, that you can, you know, find common yeah. characteristics. Mid to late afternoon. Mm-hmm. People start hiking in the morning. Yeah. 
And then they got lost. Yeah. Well, you know. I don't I thought we figured this guy was a kook earlier. Nah, I, I still don't know. I mean, regardless of what you think of him, people st- are st- continuing to, to go missing. So, uh, I don't know. It, it's still an intriguing thing. Let me let me show you a couple of these cases. There's uh, They start the documentary. Show me some cases. 82-year-old dude named Thomas Messick, uh, November 15th, 2015. He went missing. An 82-year-old guy went yes. missing in the woods? I knew that was coming. Uh, he was up in the... Uh, These guys get lost in the fucking mall. <laughs> he was up in the Adirondack Mountains oh, in dead. eastern New York, and uh, he went hunting... It was him and six other dudes. A couple of the dudes were his sons, I think. But a total of seven dudes went out hunting. Um, and uh, poor old Thomas, he went missing right out of the gate. Like, it was just a little two-hour hunt, and uh, he went missing. But what's interesting about this case is uh, one, of the, uh, one of the other guys, his buddy, um, they said right around the time that he went missing, they heard a weird zap noise in the woods. Like, just a weird, like, he couldn't really explain it, but the best he did was just like, it was like a, just like a half a second, loud, weird zapping noise right in the area that uh, Thomas was, uh, was staking out. The way they, the way they do the hunt is, uh, like four of them go and they're called watchers. Like they, they'll, four of these, all all four of the watchers, by the way, were 80 years plus. The four old guys went out into the woods and they stay, they stay still. (laughs) And then the other three went around this ridge and kind of the the goal was to like flush the deer towards the watchers. And um, so be in the direct line of fire of yeah. the other guys. Well, I think I think there's a technique that surely they have uh, that they apply so they don't just shoot each other in the face. But anyway, Thomas is sitting there watching for a couple hours and his buddy is about 100 yards down the trail and he's also watching. And uh, his buddy just heard this weird, loud, quick zap noise. And next thing we know, poor old Thomas has n- never been found. So. All right. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I think with all these cases, I'm I'm thinking UFO abductions. I think these guys are getting sucked up. Uh, see, this is the part National Parks, it's so easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. So easy to disappear in these places. Mm-hmm. Especially hunters. Mm-hmm. You have weapons. And you make a mistake. What do I do? Do I go back knowing I shot my friend? Mm-hmm. Or do I, oh, oh, we can't find him. Well, to me, this is why this... Easiest cover-up. This new doc is interesting to me because you would think a hunter, that that gets rid of like the, the predator angle. You know, They're not getting eaten by bears and mountain lions because they're not finding any of these weapons. You know, you go out there with with a with a rifle... You feel like you're going to be safe and secure, at least against other animals. But uh, that that hasn't stopped a lot of these guys from just vanishing and disappearing. And like I said, a lot of these guys, granted, I know Thomas Messick's, uh, by the way, he's half blind and half deaf, but an 82-year-old oh, dude. Christ. He's still out there. But still, these hunters, like I said, they're, they have a little more knowledge than your average Joe who's just wandering around on a hike. So it's uh, and that's kind of his his premise of this whole documentary is that uh, how are these well trained and experienced hunters just going missing? Um, but yeah, that's um, yeah he's he he went missing yet to be found. Uh, then he talks about like clusters, um, 
where like uh, a lot of these cases, when he looks at them, um, geographically, they're kind of clustered together. There's the Santa Fe cluster. Over the course of a few years, 15 different people have gone missing uh, in or around the Santa Fe National Forest. By the way, I've spent a lot of time in New Mexico. I've never been to Santa Fe. You ever been to Santa Fe? Haven't made it over that, that yeah, way yet. Yeah, I want to I check out Santa Fe. But uh, 15 people have gone missing in or around Santa Fe National Forest. Uh, he profiles three of the cases. One is uh, 75-year-old Audrey Kaplan. She went missing July 30th, 2014. She was hiking with her husband uh, in the Santa Fe National Forest. They were going mushroom picking. They didn't specify what kind of mushrooms they were out picking. But uh, mm-hmm. she was apparently in great shape for a 75-year-old woman. And uh, her body was found five days later naked in a creek in the fetal position. Uh, The coroner has determined the cause of death to be hypothermia, uh, even though her body displayed none of the symptoms of hypothermia. Uh, He kind of alluded that, like, that they were like, ah, they they canceled out everything else. I don't know, hypothermia. Um, But she, you know, experienced hiker with her husband, disappears, boom, they find her naked in a creek. We already figured out from that other that hypothermia <clears throat> can cause you to think you're overheating. You take mm-hmm. your clothes off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another she's guy. Old seventy five. She's got seventy five year old parts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Melvin hypothermia Medell. could mean it's a seventy three degrees. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, our thermostat's not old not people adjusted. Are always cold. Melvin Nadell, 61 years old. He went missing September 6, 2009, 2009. Uh, He's a very experienced hunter. Uh, He met with two of his buddies on Elk Mountain near the Santa Fe National Forest. Uh, They're doing a two- or three-day hunt. Uh, Melvin started hiking down the hill about 100 yards. And his buddies went the other way, up the mountain. So uh, Melvin's hiking down the mountain about 100 yards. His buddy's going the other way up the crest and um, just absolutely disappears. No no sign of him whatsoever. No, they didn't find clothes. They didn't find his gun. Didn't find anything. This guy's 61 years old, apparently been hunting most of his life, knows this area, and boom, just vanished, gone, no nothing. Um, the third one they profile in the Santa Fe cluster, a guy named Stanley Vigil, 54 years old. He went missing November of 2017. Uh, from Barilla's Peak. His body was found um, about five months later to the day. His body was found in the Pecos River with injuries to his skull and ribs. So, and it's just, they profile a lot of different uh, similar cases. But then they throw in some stuff that doesn't really pertain. It was interesting. They uh, they touch on the Sierra Sounds, which we talked about a few months ago. Ron Moorhead, yeah. he's the, the hunter that uh, got audio of some Bigfoot hollering at each other up in the Sierra Mountains, kind of right on the uh, California-Nevada line. Uh, they, they they go into that story, um, I guess, to kind of like, hey, here's a possible theory, but they don't just come around out, out and say it. But one thing uh, they did say about that story that uh, either I didn't catch or we overlooked when we were talking about it, um, Ron Moorhead, he's a guy, I think it was 72, him and his buddies uh, went up camping. They put out some audio recorders, got the amazing audio. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been going back just about every year to that same campsite. In 2016, he and his wife were up there, same campsite, uh, doing a little three-day camp, and he saw a floating, th- about a three-foot cylindrical light, kind of like um, like a fluorescent light. 
like the long, skinny right. fluorescent light bulbs. <laughs> he saw a light just floating across his campsite, real, real slow rate of speed, just, just came in and kept going. And there's this crazy light floating by my campsite. Um, also says that he's heard weird sounds like a big tuning fork. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that you would have Bigfoot's not sightings, but hearings and then weird, <laughs> weird, uh, floating lights in the same location and then weird tuning fork sounds. So, I mean, <clears throat> something's going on. <clears throat> yeah. Something. I think hunters go missing. Mm hmm. Because they either shot each other, mm-hmm. fucked up, and then were cowards and didn't want to hide, didn't want to fess up to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> imagine that. That's how, how many movies are like, "Oops, we accidentally shot somebody, and now here's us trying to cover up a crime." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or it was intentional. Oh, let's go hunting you yeah. <clears throat> off somebody, mm-hmm. or <clears throat> two, you know, repressed tough guys. You know, one guy goes for the broke back mountain thing and the other guy's not having it. And that erupts in some kind of violence because you mistake that uh, uh, encounter. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying you put people in the woods with booze, Mm -hmm. like macho dudes with booze and guns. Hmm. Yeah, that could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the, you know, over the stereotype. Well, and hunters, just, but that's just part of this overall story. I haven't met a lot of hunters who are also like, man, you should be honest with your feelings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to not to generalize all hunters, but yeah, I know what you're saying. One last quick story in Lima, Ohio. There was a female hunter uh, a few years ago. She's uh, a huntress. A She's a huntress. She saw from her uh, from her deer stand. She saw this weird transparent blob not unlike the predator and they did the mm. reenactment and used the special effects and it was like remember the predators just this yeah. weird she saw she saw that going down she saw the predator she saw a weird transparent blob when did this happen? move from one tree to another tree a couple years ago and at the pretty much at the same time uh she was about a half a mile from a high school football field, she could hear mm. uh, band practice going on at this football field. And at the same time, there's reports from students at band practice who saw these weird floating lights over the field. So pretty much in the same time period, these students are seeing weird floating lights over the football field while she's seeing this weird transparent blob. A half a mile, is, I, I don't know anything about hunting. Is it a little close for your deer blind? Yeah, I mean, that to be, yeah, that, that is a bit close, but... That's just what was going down. And then there. you're up there seeing Predator, mm-hmm. trying to take out the fucking skull collector from another planet. I don't know, man. With the marching band right downwind. So as far as theories, all right. Initially, I would like to think that all right, well, Bigfoot's getting a hold of some of these people. But the problem with that is they're not finding. I mean, occasionally they'll find shoes. They're not finding like Bigfoot. <laughs> they'll find shoes and boots and things like that, but they're not finding like. Signs of a struggle. They're not finding bloody, tore-up pants. They're not finding torn-up, bloody hunting vests, things like that. Um, so I, I don't know if, if it's a predator. By the way, did you know that uh, mountain lion, fatal mountain lion attacks, like in the last 100 years, there's only been like 20? So that, that can, you can kind of rule out mountain lions. People, yeah, people could do pretty good fighting off a mountain lion. Mm-hmm. Not when you're 81. True. But uh, my point is they're not finding a bunch of like, you get eaten by a bear, 
the bear's not going to clean up his crime scene. He's going to eat you, rip your clothes apart, and move on. They're not finding that type of evidence. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if Bigfoot or predators is a thing. Portals could be a thing. Uh, like I said, UFO abductions. Here's another more ominous theory uh, that some people have touched on. And I think we maybe even touched on this last time we were talking about this. Uh, underground military bases. What if some of these people are getting scooped up in like a Montauk project when they're out hunting and they're near an underground military base? And, hey, we need a new guinea pig. Let's grab this person. I know that sounds insane, but weird I shit's happening. I think they fell down. You think they fell down? I think that's what happened. They fell down. All these people are just falling down and disappearing. That's what you think? Yeah. All of them? Yes. Well, I guess you saw yeah, another one. I'm sorry for my wacky theory <laughs> that they didn't fall into a portal that the predator made, <laughs> that the predator didn't paint a fake wall on the side of a mountain like, no, no, go down this tunnel. Yeah. And then it's really his spaceship. I think they fell down. Mm-hmm. And then... Carrion animals got them. Birds, they, whatever picks uh-huh. apart dead shit. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, and we talked about this last time, but there's been many cases where people have been found. For example, in this first documentary, like a little three-year-old boy was found 15, 20 miles through rocky mountains and snow like the next day. Yeah, that and one was like, weird. How the, this little kid didn't, didn't walk in the snow 15 miles. Um, but with the underground military base thing i know that sounds insane but here's the other angle or the other detail that's very interesting that we touched upon last time uh apparently the national parks don't keep record of people who've gone missing yeah well because they've they've tried to get uh you know freedom of information act to try to try to get all this uh these reports and paperwork and apparently the national parks like yeah we don't keep track of that which are you an idiot or are you an asshole you know and I think, yes, you do. Obviously, people, especially anything government, bureaucracy, they keep track of everything. What no, if, they don't. What if, uh, what if they were instructed by higher powers to, to just deny, yeah, we don't keep track of that. So, like, the military bases, I would counter, snatch folks. I would counter with it's <clears throat> the other way around. Nobody gives a shit about the national parks anyway. And they're like, yeah, this is a dangerous place. If you die here, tough shit. Like, yeah, there's no railings around the Grand Canyon. Yeah, but it's not the fucking Wild West. Like, the, No, they'll look at, hey, I've got a report everything. that somebody's missing. Like, yeah, we'll give it a best effort. Mm-hmm. But I think what supersedes is, like, this is the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You, you are taking it upon yourself mm-hmm. to maintain your own safety. If it was the other way around, they were like, oh, we don't want to deal with it. There'd be railings around the Grand Canyon. I'm glad there's not. Hey, that's a big hole in the earth. If you fall in there... Mm-hmm. That's what I thought when I went to Grand Canyon. One time I was like, oh, man, I bet they probably try and keep it down about people getting hurt. Not at all. The book next to the cash register in the gift shop, Death at the Grand Canyon. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it must be old times. Like the prospectors are like, nope, from 1900 till present day. Mm-hmm. They're like, yep, people die here. Mm-hmm. You could be one of them. That's a big hole in the ground. If you fall in there, tough shit. And I think that's how most national parks are like, if you do dumb shit, same thing. Play stupid games, yeah. win stupid prizes. No, I agree with that. But my point is, you got to have a fucking license to go fishing. You got to have a license to go camping. You tell me they're not keeping a record of people who've gone missing in these parks. That's, there's no way. They've, there's got to be a record of it. And I think they're they're being on the down low about it because they're trying to hide some shit. 
I just I just don't buy the fact that they're like, yeah, we don't keep track of that shit. Of course you do. But who knows? If if I had to guess, I think the best option is these folks are getting snatched up by UFOs. So, granted, some of them are really old and blind and deaf, and they have firearms, but... <laughs> Yeah, oh, an 83-year-old man went missing in the woods. Of course he did. You know what the story is? You want to report report on 83-year-olds that go hiking by themselves and come back? Well, he didn't go hiking by himself. That's the thing about this one. He was with with six other people and just, boom, just vanished. And the other thing, uh, here's something we haven't touched on. Some of these people, none of the people I've talked about here, but uh, a lot of these cases, they do find these people. And they find them, oftentimes they find them in areas that have been searched dozens of times. As if somebody's placing them back. Yeah. You know, and sometimes their clothes are completely clean. They're out in the wilderness for three, four, five days. They find these people, A, in a place that's already been searched dozens of times. The UFO's got a laundromat. And B, their clothes are clean. So that makes me think that maybe the UFOs are snatching them up doing whatever, and then dropping them back off, you know, a week later. <clears throat> so, All steamed and pressed? Yeah. <laughs> Look, nothing's wrong. It's like when you have a party and you clean the house better than when your parents left it. Yeah. See? Yeah. What would you do? <laughs> I, n- I never had a party at my parents' house. Me neither. I know what I would do yeah. at people's parties. I'm going to do that. No, like these no, fucking no. idiots exact their revenge. Never had any interest exact, in doing extract, that. Exact, extract, whatever. But anyway... <laughs> Hide, it was always like the hide the one hide a beer can somewhere. Yeah, hide it behind a family photo. Uh huh. Oh man, that was benign. Huh? Yeah, I never thought to do that. That was a benign one. Um, but regardless, people are still going missing. National parks are hush hush about it, and it's just some weird shit, man. You know, that's why. That's why I love going hunting now. Like, not hunting, camping. Like, when I was out there last week, I was just like, eh, let's we'll see what happens. But also, is it not, not having a documentation of who went missing in the national park because it's not... Because, okay, file with the FBI. Mm-hmm. So the FBI has the report of who went missing, but not the national park itself. FBI doesn't... <clears throat> like, uh, if somebody went missing... Like, who handles missing persons? Well, uh, I forgot about that. Uh, there are there are stipulations. Like, I, I don't think the FBI handles just plain old missing people. <clears throat> but it, like, it, if somebody goes missing, mm-hmm. you report it to the police of the yeah. t- the town they were last seen in. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if they're missing, not dead, it doesn't mean they went. So then the town the town hands it over to the hey the county. We need to find them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Who? What's the hierarchy for me? Why a national park wouldn't keep record in it? Well, because think, they could have left the national park. Well, yeah, but I think last seen in the national park. I think I'm. I would assume that uh, local uh, police departments don't have jurisdiction in a national park. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that. I don't know that for a fact. Well, that park rangers are police fire. Like they're kind mm-hmm. of all encompassing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it would, you know, if you're last seen there, it would fall under the. the but range. for a case. Like if a murder happens in a national park, mm-hmm. is that up to park rangers or is that a state police issue? Great question. I don't know. So that's why, oh, the national park might not have records, but state police probably do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just playing the yeah. role. I'm playing the role of like why I, I, the questions I want answered. Yeah. So I'm just being I'm just being difficult. No, I understand. But um, but yeah, interesting documentary. Um, 
I wish he would delve into maybe that's I don't know if that's some sort of journalistic thing where like oh I'm not it's not right for me to speculate but like mm-hmm. why not throw out some theories he doesn't really delve into theories uh, other people uh, you know have come up with these theories with UFOs or portals or whatnot but uh, anyway you know pretty good view pretty good watch um, missing 401 the hunted now that's a whole nother can of worms but you, you mentioned like oh I thought that we decided this guy was a where kook. are these canned worms everybody speak is this talking guy about? a kook <laughs> David Politis I've heard uh, I was talking to another buddy and he's like ah, I don't know if that guy's legit that's I, I don't know I haven't heard anything I'm sure you know I don't know why that's active. I was excited about it but then it always just seemed like it seemed like he was trying to string together like <clears throat> yeah it's easy to go missing in a national park and I think he was trying to because we watched that first one that mm-hmm. first missing 411 and it just seems like a guy trying to make something out of nothing really or trying try, to trying to crack a hollow nut yeah trying trying to make a coincidence happen like oh and this guy like okay the, the boy that was found miles away we're like there's no way he could have gotten there like mm-hmm. all right was he just kidnapped and dropped off again because that could happen yeah it's what's the what's it's not occam's razor but what's the uh the most likely scenario is probably the truth. Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, I don't know. I know Jacob's ladder. About. Is that what that is? Occam's Jacob. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like there's a couple weird ones, but mm-hmm. then to be like all these people are missing. Yeah. Have you ever fucking hiked in Sequoia mm-hmm. where I've gone and it's like, hey, don't go down this trail. And then you start to go down and like, oh, I see why. Because it's six inches of an ice ledge. And then literally a 300-foot drop into a spot where unless you're wearing bright colors, nobody's even going to know you're down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I just got a bike ride right over here in JPL. Mm-hmm. If you fall down a mountainside, fall right under a bush, go, cool, you're done. Mm. Cool. Let coyotes nibble on your dead body when they come through, whatever mm-hmm. else. Earth absorbs. Yeah. The earth absorbs the dead. Especially in a, a, a wet, mountainous place mm-hmm. where that's the whole forest floor is covered with decaying leaves and all that. And Same then, reason we haven't found Bigfoot bodies. It's consuming it. Mm-hmm. It's taking it back. Yeah. Bigfoot, I think Bigfoot's probably got its own little graveyard. You think? Probably throwing it in, in the portal. Little markers? Throw my bones up in your portal. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, uh, that's the latest what's going on with the 401 stuff. Uh, uh, I just found a whole Reddit list about someone claiming to have worked for the National Park Service for 25 years. Comments on missing 411. They talk about park police jurisdiction and the records kept on missing persons and whether anything is being withheld. Okay, well, I didn't read this because I'm not the research guy. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> anyway, there you go, Kyle. Anything to plug? What oh, do you man, got going on? I ain't doing shit. It's the summer of Kyle. Mm-hmm. Getting a block of cheese like an apple. Pull a Costanza. I, you know what? What am I? No, I got nothing. No, I'm out on tour right now, Kyle. Isn't oh that wow, weird? that's crazy! You just yeah. used a portal. Mm-hmm. There. Yep, used a portal. I'll be in uh, Portland tomorrow night. Portal it at uh, <laughs> Kickstand Comedy. Uh, Friday and Saturday, I'll be in Seattle at uh, Club Comedy Seattle. Uh, let's see. I think it's Tuesday coming up. Tuesday, I'll be in Spokane at Spokane Comedy Club. Wednesday, I'll be in uh, Missoula, Montana, at the Roxy Theater, and then next Missoula. Saturday, yeah. Next Saturday, I'll be in uh, Eureka 
at the Savage Henry Comedy Club. So. Oh, yeah. Good good friends up over at come, Savage Come Henry. holler at your boy. And guess what I'm going to be doing in between these dates, Kyle? I'm going camping. Yeah? And I'm going to get to the bottom of some shit. Don't go missing. Mm-hmm. I am. Why is it called Missing 411? That's not who you call when somebody's missing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my... My friend's gone. Better yeah. call information. <laughs> Do you have any information on where my friend went? Have you seen Kyle? Who? All right. But yeah, yeah, I've got uh, I've got some off days uh, coming up on this tour, and all up in the Pacific Northwest. I'm gonna get into some shit. PNW in the summertime, nice. Get into some shit. I'm very excited. So, Lord willing, I'll be in the next 411 documentary. Oh boy, find my joke book. Found <laughs> his joke book and his clutch hoodie. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. You're just naked in a creek. Hey, stop looking through my stuff. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, man. We thought. I'm not missing. Um, Yeah, man. That's it. Okay. I got to go. Yeah, we, we, got, we got showbiz to do. Uh-huh. The Boogie Monster. Network.